Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Movie Podcast. My name is Daniel and joining alongside me today is Anthony. Hello. And Shabazz. Hello there. Now, Shay, your accent and your background is a little different today, so I need to know what's going what's going on here. And you're, and you're dressed like Steve Jobs. There's a lot of there's a lot of questions going on here. Well, you see, I'm I'm in beautiful California right now, and I believe, from what I understand, this is the accent as to which they speak in. Now, I haven't heard anyone talk in this accent yet, but I believe watching my tellies, or as they call them, films, this is how they speak here. I, you know, I, I don't even know what to say to that. Anthony, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm, I, he literally sounds like Moon Knight. Sounds like uh, Ste- <laughs> Stephen like Grant. Stephen. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> let me turn this off right now. Uh, no, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm excited to, to show our interview to, the, to our audience and just like t- connect with Akiva and just talk about Chip and Dale and all the cool things that uh, he brought to the movie. Yeah. Now, and like like Anthony said, so today on the movie podcast, why is today special? Because today we are joined by Akiva Schaefer. Akiva is a member of the only the Lonely Island, and uh, he's been such a huge inspiration to like to myself. I know to Shay uh, and Anthony, we're all huge fans here on the show. And when I think back to uh, like the early days of the internet and SNL, that was such a pivot in time when you saw the Lonely Island come in there with Akiva, with Yorma, and with Andy Samberg, obviously. So. It's an honor. It's a privilege to have him joining us on the show today. Shay, how are you feeling about having Akiva join us today? It was, uh, I remember when we got the the email that, hey, did you want to interview Akiva? It was this, every interview that we ever get, there's always that little shell shock moment of, I never thought I'd ever get the chance to talk to this person. Right. And now that I am, what do I talk to them about? And Akiva was by far one of the easiest interviews that we've ever had the opportunity of doing because not only did he love talking, but he just loved answering the questions as well. And he loved going deep into them. And Daniel, you and I wrote a lot of questions and I don't think we even got through a third of them because no yeah it's it was crazy like when i remember like even like the three of us we were going through all the questions and i was i was like showing anthony i'm like anthony what do you think of these like we there's a lot and they're like there were probably and you never know sometimes with interviews sometimes we burn through them fast and other times we you know we're we get one or two questions deep and that's just the nature of these junkets but what was really great is that we actually had 15 minutes to talk with him yeah so we were able to get a lot deeper into the conversation that we normally do. And, and I'm confident that with Akiva, it could have gone for hours. He, he, he really genuinely, I could tell, had a great time with us. And, and I think it's safe to say that he is now officially a friend of the show. 100%. 100%. Now, if you're wondering, Akiva Schaefer, like we said, he's a member of the Lonely Island. He directed Hot Rod. He directed the movie The Watch. He directed Popstar Never Stop, Never Stopping. And of course, he's directing Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, which is going to be premiering on Friday, May 20th, exclusively on Disney+. Plus. We have our review out right now, and I implore you to go check it out because we had a lot of fun on that review. We love the movie so much, and it's just a great time. So definitely listen to our review and check out the film when it drops on a Friday. Uh, but what's today all about? I just want to let you know, of course, as always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for review episodes and all the latest movies and series. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Discord, right into the show at hello at the moviepodcast.ca and check out our show notes for all of those links and more. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe, ring the notification bell so you get all of the content that we're 
making here on the movie podcast. We love what we're doing and we want to do it forever. So if we, if you can help us out by doing that, that helps us out a lot. Um, some other news going on. We are partnering with our friends at Disney for a giveaway. We want to send you and a friend to see the Bob's Burgers movie early in Toronto. So head over to our Instagram page or Twitter. Uh, you'll see the Bob's Burger post and you can enter in there. Uh, for those of you who don't have social media and you want to still enter, you can email us your favorite Bob's Burger character at hello at the movie podcast.ca. So make sure you do that. Uh, also, we have some great merch. If you're watching the YouTube video, which I definitely recommend you checking out, Anthony is modeling the lovely t-shirt that we have available right now. We have it available in long sleeve, short sleeve, different colors. Please support the show. That is the best way to do it. And you know what? We're not stopping because there's so much going on in May and June. We can't even keep up with it all. Uh, this week alone, we dropped our Chip and Dale review, as you said, Top Gun. Uh, don't worry, uh, Shay, this will make more sense to you once you hear a review. Uh, and all, to all of our uh, sh- Shabaniacs, uh, sh- Shabaz- Shabaniacs, is that what we call them, Anthony, on, I, on the I, review? I believe so, yes, Shabaniacs. Shab- Shabaniacs, yeah. To all of the Shabaniacs like out there who like, are... a cousin of mine or something. <laughs> No, those are those are that's your fandom name. It's the Shabaniacs. Oh, well, that's so great. Yeah, yeah. So you didn't even know. So yeah, it's like you know how Cumberbatch has like the Cumber bitches. You, you have the Shabaniacs. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's that's what his fandom's oh name is God. called. I didn't I didn't name them that. That's what they call I've been themselves. Been calling myself a Cumberbitch for a while, so I get it. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, the Shabaniacs. Don't worry, Shay will be on a spoiler-filled Top Gun review next week with all of us. Uh, so look forward to that. And then later this week, we'll be dropping our review of Men, the brand new A two four film. But today is all about Akiva Schaefer, and we are so lucky to have him. Please welcome Akiva Schaefer to the movie podcast. Hi, Akiva. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, man. How are you? Good, good, good. My name is Daniel. And I'm Shabazz. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. We are such big fans of yours. And I just want to start off by saying that Hot Rod and Popstar are probably our favorite movies of all time. And I honestly think we watch them weekly at this point so thank for you sure. so much for that that is very very kind of you guys nice to meet you where, where do you guys live or where where are you from or uh we're from toronto so we are oh, in nice. canada i'm currently in santa clara right now though so i'm about like 40 minutes from your alma mater uh yeah i know santa clara well and my parents live really near there as well awesome is that That's where you crazy. is that where you i don't want to take up all your time I'm, I'm from questions. toronto but no no it's okay uh, I'm just curious about you guys, <laughs> but I don't want to ruin your podcast. No, this is our our interview now. You're not at all. Thank you. We're just honestly, we're just we're so honored to have you. And I just I just want to say we absolutely loved Chip and Dale, and I think it's easily the funniest movie we watched this year. How did you get involved in the project? Uh, well, this script got sent to me in late 2018, and even that script was dated 2016. Wow. So they had been working and and. So who knows how long they had even been working. You'd have to ask Dan and Doug how long they had been working on it previous to that for that 2016 draft. Um, but yeah, I got sent it in 2018. And I, at first I was also, I, I guess my first reaction was being flattered that I was being sent actual IP from Disney because that yeah. doesn't happen every day. And I was like, whoa. Uh, next was I grew up you know, watching Disney Afternoon. So Chippendale Rescue Rangers, I knew exactly what it was and, and was a fan of it. So I was like, oh, that's exciting. Then there was a little bit of like, mm, but I'm not actually going to do this because as much as I you know, love kids movies like Smurfs and Alvin and the Chipmunks, they, those little live action hybrid critter movies are usually aimed at really young kids. And right. although my kids love them and I have no problem with them, I just didn't, I didn't see myself wanting to spend that much time on one of those, but the cover page said 
the Chippendale Rescue Rangers reboot nobody asked for, <laughs> right in big letters, right on the front. And I was like, oh, wait a second. Okay. Uh, once again, no disrespect to the original show, which I loved. It was just in terms of where I'm at and the kinds of things uh, that, as you guys know, were in, that I like to make are not right. usually kid-friendly. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. So... And then I read the script and it had, you know, all the basic building blocks that are in the final movie were there, the different animation styles, the whole take of Roger Rabbit world style stuff. Um, it was all there. So I was all of a sudden like, wait a second, this, this could be kind of cool. And then beyond just thinking it was really funny and clever and fresh and all those kind of words. I also was excited to like learn how live action animation is made. Like I always wanted right. to make an animated movie and I was like, Oh, I'll get to learn how real animation is made. But then it's also like essentially the same thing as making a Marvel movie or something in terms of production, the previs, the animatics, you know, half of Marvel movies are essentially live action hybrid where you have characters that aren't, that are animated. You have environments that are CG. Right. So I knew I was going to learn every, like everything about modern filmmaking in one thing. Thank That's you. Awesome. Yeah, that, and, and it looked beautiful though. Like it's such a great blend of bo- all the different animation styles. Um, thank you. I mean, part of the beauty of it as comedy filmmakers, a lot of times you get to use DPs who are really good, but they have to be really fast and they have to compromise constantly. So they have to be like Brandon Tross is one of our favorite DPs who did MacGruber and did pop star and stuff for us. And he's our favorite because he'll cross shoot and be willing to have three cameras while also making it look really good. But there's a lot of DPs out there that make things look amazing in like action movies that really don't want to cross shoot because of how you have to put lighting. So part of the excitement about this movie too, was that I could use somebody like Larry Fong who shot it, who also did like Batman versus Superman. Right. (laughs) Because he, even though he was like, he, I don't know that maybe he'd be very, very willing to cross shoot, but I just know he's not used to it. He's right. used to shooting in one direction. But when you don't have actors on set who are going to improvise very often, or when you do, they're improvising against a cartoon that's not really there, you don't have to ever cross shoot. Right, so, right. so I'm glad you thought it looked good, but it was, I was excited to get to do something that could look that way. Mm-hmm. And we love that you made Chip and Dale such real life characters. Now, what was the inspiration behind that idea? You mean like I'm making it kind of naturalistic? Yeah. I mean, that, to be fair to Dan and Doug, uh, Gregor and Mand, who wrote the script, it was all in there, in their premise, in terms of like, by, by taking it one step removed from the show and making it this kind of um, Roger Rabbit slash Galaxy Quest slash Three Amigos, you know, where you have the characters, but they were actors who then go on an adventure that's similar What's, I feel like I had a third example of one of those. Tropic Thunder, <laughs> I guess. Would Tropic yeah, Thunder sure, count as yeah. the third of one of those? But anyways, where you're kind of doing that thing, they have to be really naturalistic or else there's no difference between who they were on camera and who they are in real life. Right. So, I mean, while being aware that there are some super fans of the old show that might be disappointed by that premise, I tried to, to honor the legacy wherever I could. You know, like when they are in their high-pitched voices, it's Corey Burton and Tress McNeil. When Roger Rabbit's on there, it's Charles Fleischer doing the voice who did the original Roger Rabbit voice. Uh, where possible, animators came on to do characters like the guy who animated Roger Rabbit's designs in our movie also worked on the original Roger Rabbit. Wow. Um, That's so cool. So, we're yeah, wherever we could, we tried to honor... Because it's supposed to be the celebration of animation. Right. Now, mm-hmm. that being said, our budget was maybe an eighth of what a Pixar budget is. Right. So 
the team did an incredible job within those parameters and we tried to do our our best to honor everything where we could and yeah you have so many incredible characters and cameos that are in this movie and from different franchises and one way or another they're just kind of blending it all together we were we were pausing this movie constantly to kind of see okay who's that who's that who's that uh, <laughs> how did you first of all convince all these studios to kind of do this and is there one that you're like yeah i'm really proud i got that one in there um I mean, right off the bat, it was just super important to me to have a bunch of third party characters because to the thing of saying, if this is going to be a celebration of animation, you don't want it to be just a celebration of Disney animation and Roger Rabbit, which is of course the gold standard had those Looney Tunes in there and stuff, which made it feel so much bigger. So it was always in the DNA and trying to do it. But the real credit goes to these lawyers at Disney that kind of (laughs) embraced the challenge. And I know that must be a constant when you guys have people on here that they're thanking the lawyers. And so, oh, yeah, this is just always (laughs) number one thing. The legal team. Yeah. Yeah. But um, without giving anything away. So I've, I've been bringing up all day My Little Pony just because it's in the trailer and it's not a spoiler. But like. Yeah, we would just go, oh, well, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be cool if it was My Little Pony? And then we call these lawyers and they'd be like, oh, okay, here we go. And they'd have to go find who owns it and call Mattel and give them a pitch and sometimes put me on a pitch where I could do, I had a down to a science of this presentation where I'd show images from the movie and describe what happens and why it's important to, you know, the value of your character and trying to talk people into letting us use it. Um, and people were cool about it for the most part. And when they didn't, when they said no, we just found somebody, you know, Certainly, there were some that said no, yeah. but honestly, there of were just course. as many within Disney that said no. Right. Sometimes it was easier to get someone from Hasbro to say yes than it was for Disney to let us use their own thing. So, um, so funny. Yeah. So it was a lot of work, but it was always the goal. I, I'm just um, curious. Uh, yeah. You've worked with so many of our, you know, of our of our favorites in our in, in this film. Obviously, with Andy and John Mulaney. Um, you also worked with one of our Canadian heroes, Will Arnett, and he, you know, you worked with him on Hot Rod, you worked with him on Pop Star, and now Chip and Dale. What do you love about working with him, and what makes him such a great villain? I mean, I guess he was sort of a villain in all three. In if all you really three. think of it, <laughs> <laughs> the worst villain maybe in Pop yeah. Star. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he his skills are so self-evident it's hard for me to think of something to say that you wouldn't know already just by being a fan of his uh i guess what you wouldn't know necessarily is that i just know that you can just count on him to be funny every time like there's there's a lot of really funny people out there that sometimes you can put in something and if they're just a little out of their lane they're just a little off balance it's not necessarily clicking right away like it kind of has to come from them and they need to have figured out how they're going to be funny in something Will, I don't know if he's just really fast or what it is, but I've never had an experience where you can't just plop him into something and he doesn't just deliver right away. Right. Um, which is so rare. And and he's also just a sweetheart. And in all three cases, it was just like one of those things where we just like called him being like, would you ever do it? And he's just like, yeah, I'm there. What do you need? Like, <laughs> which is just so nice of him. That's what you want for sure. Now, obviously, you know, you, Yorma, and Andy are best friends. What was, what was that moment that you guys had that was like, okay, did we just become best friends? Like, what was that moment between you three? <laughs> I wish I knew that because we, I mean, we went to, we were in junior high school together. Mm-hmm. Me and Yorm were the same grade and Andy was a grade younger. So we didn't, we knew Andy, but we didn't know him. You know what I mean? Like we can say we all met in junior high because it's technically true, but we didn't really become friends with Andy till we were in 10th grade and he was in ninth grade. Right. Um, 
me and Yorm were both super short and super <laughs> little and scrawny and uh in the parlance of the of the school we went to we were two little white boys and it did like you could spot us from across a large crowd of people in our school it was not a very it, that was not the average person at our school we were easy to spot right <laughs> and so even at the first orientation i remember seeing him there because that's how easy it was to be like hey there's another little guy that's as small as me and looks like me and is and so uh and then i just remember thinking yorma was the funniest guy around like he was the one i would be thinking things i thought were funny but i would never say them and right. he would be the one saying them out loud and i was like in awe of his fearlessness and this is in when we were like i was 11 when we started school so i was like 12 years old seeing this guy who was willing to actually crack the jokes and get in trouble and all that stuff whereas i was like just keeping my head down um, right yeah and then andy joined our thing but we honestly had a crew of about nine people in high school i, I feel like it's a common thing you see from comedians being like oh well the funniest guys are the people i grew up with yeah uh, but it's really, I think, true for everybody when they have a big group of friends. And there was like nine guys in high school that were all still friends. We're all still on a text chain together. And nice. me, Yorm, and Andy were just the ones that were like interested in show business, interested in trying to make a career out of it. That's it's, awesome. It's it's pretty amazing though. Like when you see, and, and especially you see it kind of gradually happening in all three of your films that there there's such great representations of I think the time they came out in. You know, when you have like Hot Rod, um, really the internet culture and like going viral was starting to become a thing, and then Popstar obviously you see like you know celebrities and influencers, and now with Chip and Dale we're seeing a lot of the different you know the reboot culture IP and the reboot culture it's 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 cool to see that you know that evolution in all of your films and also just with from your days on snl too that like and you guys know this that you guys uh you guys changed like the way comedy i think was looked at especially from an online standpoint and it's just so cool seeing you know where you guys came from and making films uh and and videos for yourselves and how that changed seeing where you guys are now. So it just, it's, it's pretty amazing. And I just wonder, you know, how have you guys changed in your comedy from, you know, where you began, you know, back in those junior high days till now? I mean, first off, just thank you. That was very nice <laughs> of you to say, uh, I mean, how have we changed? I don't know. It's, you know, it's, it's a full 20 years now uh, since the day where the three of us, like, we literally have a photo of us in Yorm's front yard in Berkeley, California. And it was after we all graduated college and it was July of that summer where we all went like, should we move to LA together? Are we a making a business deal? Like we kind of right. shook hands said, all right, don't bail. You don't bail. All right. None of us are bailing. All right, let's go. And now it's 20 years later. And um, I mean, there's the part of how all of comedy has changed to answer right. that question, which obviously you could talk about for, you could talk about for days, you could do a whole podcast about it and it's what people yeah. debate online all the time. And, <laughs> you know, like just how has the world changed and how has culture changed and everything, you know, and there's certainly jokes we made in the beginning of our career. We wouldn't don't find funny anymore. Right. Um, and then how else things changed is uh, yeah. You just get older and you have, um, you know, kids and stuff and so you know that i can't lie that probably part of doing this movie has been that i've watched a lot more kid movies because sure. i have kids and i know there's the ones that are made for kids that kind of only kids enjoy and then there's the ones that are for kids but have another layer on top for the adults to enjoy which right. as 
the adult part of the audience, I always appreciate. So that was certainly the goal with this specific movie. Also having kids and they can't really watch much of what we made because it's filthy. Um, right. <laughs> you know, when we were on SNL and we would do something like Dick in a Box, literally on Dick in a Box, Lauren went, you know, uh, it's the Christmas show and a lot of kids are watching. And we went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went, just keep it in mind. He didn't tell us not to do it or anything. <laughs> he just kind of was like, try to be responsible, guys. Right. And we were like, got it, got it. But we really didn't give a shit, to be perfectly right. honest. We were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Who cares? And like now I watch even some of our old stuff where like we were throwing like a scary image for one joke. And I'm like, oh, man, my kids would hate that now because it's like <laughs> blindsiding them with like a zombie image right. in the middle of something fun where all of a sudden they might get nightmares from it. And I'm like, right. oh, that's irresponsible, actually. <laughs> uh, so th there is a fair amount of that. Even right. in Hot Rod, I remember there being certain jokes. It's mostly pretty much not over the line, but there were certain ones where like, I'm glad now in hindsight, they made us cut it for the PG 13. Cause I'm like, right. that had no business being in there. But right. when you're 27, you just have no concept of it. You do not no filter. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Akiva, thank you so much for your time today. We don't want to take up too much of it, but uh, hopefully we can have you back on. We can't wait to see what you do next. We're, we're such big fans of you and uh, the lonely Island and all of your work and, like we said at the top of this interview, we love this film. We, we honestly think it's the funniest movie that we've seen this year. And I think it's going to hold that mantle to the end of the year. So thank you so much again. You guys are too kind. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you, Kiva. All right. Thanks. And welcome back. Anthony, you were there right beside me during that interview. How did it go for you? I'm always the, the guy to the side. I'm the, you know, I'm you, the, you're the producer of the segment. That's I'm, why. Yes. I'm the lurker in the shadows. <laughs> Um, no, I thought like you guys did a fantastic job, but like learning a lot about how this, you know, movie was made is super interesting, especially Akiva being sent the script. And I think, what did he say? The, the script, the script that no one knew, sorry, the rest. No one asked for the reason. No <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just like, wow, like he, he went all in on it. He brought his humor to it. Um, he did a fantastic job with the with the movie. You'll, if you go listen to our review, review, I think he, I think we kind of summed up why we loved it so much. But I think what I learned a lot about it, and I didn't know, was that he really wanted to focus on the celebration of animation. That's why a lot of these third party, uh, I call them third party, but third, yeah, third party um, animation uh, characters that we've seen in other franchises were to show up because he really wanted to celebrate that, and I think that's amazing he was able to get disney lawyers to connect with all these other franchises to get them on the show and that's right that's amazing and also to learn that he couldn't even get some of the disney characters on on this movie than than getting from for instance mattel or whoever but yeah like a lot of interesting learns uh, a lot of like interesting learns from his snl days as well so it wasn't just yeah. on uh chip and, chip and Dale's, Dale. the movie right. it was a lot about his life as well so that's pretty cool i love i love the fact that you know when they were talking about like even having the original animators work on like roger rabbit and having the the voice actors come back like it's it's cool having the, these little these little touches that you don't always notice on the first watch and like i said and like we spoke about in our review we're like this is the type of movie that i really hope they do like a behind the scenes of making of because there's so many little nuances that he was mentioning in our interview that i was like oh my god like you would have never known that like you would have never known unless you you knew who to look for in the credits or what to look for in the credits of what made this movie possible and like all of the cameos alone in this film are 
are amazing but that's not what this movie is about right this movie really is a celebration of animation like he was saying um and it's just a damn good movie um and for me like when i think of the early days of youtube and hot rod and you know though that was like such a like a, a pinnacle moment for me in high school watching that movie with my friends at the at the theater at the cineplex and you know it was a very indie movie but it also felt like it was talking to me because it was the same type of weird that i was which i really loved and i related to it that way and i think all of the lonely island skits and music videos have always kind of felt that way and seeing them explode and literally they literally did change the internet and how comedy and you know and parodies have been made um and I, I i was just so happy that we got to tell him that in our discussion too and i really hope that one day uh we could have him back on the show and have the whole the whole have the whole trio on the show join us you know the movie podcast versus the lonely island and we'll see who wins we're, we're pretty much uh, like Shay, the lonely island here right i mean like the we pretty us. much are we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're our, all we're, Akiva. Yeah, we're the we're the movie podcast, though. That's the only thing. Yeah, we're the movie podcast island. <laughs> no, yeah. Shay, how are you feeling right now? Uh, like I mentioned at the top of this, this is this was such a surreal experience, and um, you know, we got 15 minutes with Akiva, but I know that we could have gone longer, and I know that he would have been like, cancel all my other appointments. These guys are the ones I want to talk to because hey, we were giving the time. Yeah, we were vibing. We we're having a great time, and there was there was so many questions that I wish we got to kind of ask him because, again, when when someone is giving you that much, you know, content, and, and sorry, and I hate these with the content like we said, but that much, I know, I know, that much depth to their answers. Akiva really loved talking about it, and I could, and it's so different because we're so used to seeing him be very, you know, silly and and very lonely island and everything that he does. That seeing him so composed and so, um, I guess you know, well, composed really is the only way I can say it. it was was so yeah, so scholarly, yeah, it was you so know, jar- just like yes, 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 because he was ho- yeah. holding his pen and he was all like, yes, uh, well, you know, we all started the movie, and I'm like, oh, are you from California too? Like my <laughs> same accent. <laughs> uh, and it's funny because technically, where where I was at that time when we recorded, I was just not too far from where he actually graduated and where Lonely Island, I guess, kind of started. So that was, yeah. it, was it was really cool to kind of be in the hometown of, of, of all that. But And that's why Shay's on his trip right now. We wanted there. to bring that I, authenticity when, to our interview. When we got right? the email that we get to interview Akiva, I booked the first flight and got here. And I was like, yeah. Daniel, when you come in, Daniel's like, dude, it's remote. I'm like, oh. Oh. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Also, Akiva's in New York, by the way, so he's not <laughs> exactly, even in California. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I messed up clearly." Um, but yeah, no, it was it was it was absolutely fantastic. I think um, I, I would love to have him on again. I, I like would love to have Yorma. I'd love to have Andy on the show as well because uh, those guys are just they're they're so talented, like you said, Daniel, and they 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 paved the way of comedy. And you know, they were the they were the part of the best years of SNL. So. I, I I loved it. I think that I, I think that he he said everything that he needed to say and and it was just great. He he made a fantastic movie and if you haven't already seen some of the reviews that are that are already out like the, the reviews just are, make sure you listen to ours yes no, make sure you listen to ours what I, I mean is like the, the reactions like every reaction tweet that i've seen including ours has been just praising and that made me so happy because you get afraid sometimes that you you watch these kind of movies and people won't it won't resonate with them but i can't think of i haven't heard somebody say that this film didn't shock them or surprise them so i hope that when it comes out on disney plus you guys give it a chance 
definitely. Um, again, Akiva, thank you so much for your time. I want to say thank you to our friends at Disney Studios Canada for making it all happen, as always. Uh, make sure you go check out our review of Chippendale Rescue Rangers now on the movie podcast feed. Listen to our Top Gun Maverick review. There is so much more coming. We love what we're doing. And we're so happy to have you on the journey with us. Um, as always, catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for all of our reviews and interviews now. Uh, and make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterbox at the movie podcast and right into the show at hello at the movie podcast.ca. Uh, I've said the name of our show a lot right now, uh, but I do again, I just want to say thank you. We're so grateful to be able to be doing what we're doing right now. We love talking to the humans that make the things that we love um, and we hope we get to do it forever so thank you so much again that was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next